The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online uh, from the hottest issues to trends for daily social media. And we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Joining us from your home. That's good news. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have to I have to jet as soon as this is over. <laughs> All right. So let's get yeah. to it. Um, so there are a few buzzwords that's grabbing our attention. G-Dragon being booked for alleged drug use, J-Hope Street. But let's start with this one. The Supreme Court dismisses Pusoksa's appeal uh, as, well, the statute ownership dispute continues. What's yeah. the backstory here? Yeah, so we're going to get to all of that. Uh, but uh, first, yesterday, on Thursday, uh, the Supreme Court delivered a verdict. Uh, and by doing so, it resolved uh, this intense legal battle that's been going on mm. for uh, years now over the ownership of a 14th century uh, bodhisattva a statue. Uh, so a Korean Buddhist temple, Pusoksa, uh, had claimed that the artifact was um, unlawfully stolen by Japanese pirates uh, during the end of the Kodo era. However, the court yesterday dismissed this assertion and uh, it determined that the statue rightfully belongs to Japan. All right. So what was the court's reason for reaching this decision? Yeah, so the key element uh, in the court's decision was uh, the concept of acquisitive prescription under uh, Japan's civil law. Now, this legal principle allows an entity to gain ownership um, of an asset if it has been held peacefully and openly for an extended period of time, typically at least 20 years. Now, Kanonji Temple in Japan uh, is where the statue had been kept. It secured its status as a legal entity back in 1953. Uh, at the time, this reinforced its longstanding claim to the possession of the statue. Now, the recent case, court case, dates back to 2012, uh, when a Korean group, they illicitly took the bronze bodhisattva statue from Japan's Kanonji Temple, and uh, there was a joint investigation, a meticulous one at that, by various agencies at the time. Uh, the culprits who took the statue from Japan faced arrest and prosecution in 2013. And I mean, this is not a small statue, so I'm wondering, and then what happened to the statue itself? Yeah, so at the time, uh, the statue was entrusted to the care of the National Institute of Cultural Heritage here in Korea. Pusoksa uh, Temple subsequently started legal proceedings uh, to prevent the statue from being sent back to Japan. Uh, at the time, it alleged historical theft by Japanese pirates that uh, happened many, many, many years ago. Now, the legal back and forth saw several shifts in momentum uh. because uh, courts uh, offered rulings in favor of both sides at different junctures. Now, in spite of Pusoksa's legal efforts and historical arguments, the Supreme Court's final judgment uh, leaned towards Japan's claim 
Uh, it cited a lack of compelling evidence to corroborate the uninterrupted historical lineage of the statue uh, back to Korea's Pusoksa Temple. I mean, you said that the, uh, the court case dates back to 2012. In the course of 10 years, I mean, the political pendulum swings back and yeah. forth. And unfortunately, that does have effect on, it seems, some of these legal decisions. That's right. All right. Why do I have a feeling this is just not the end of it? But that's the latest ruling by the Supreme Court anyway. Yep. All right, on to our second buzzword of the day. Um, the nature of these drug investigations in Korea goes one way. Uh, if a high-profile celebrity is named, uh, then comes a long list of others who are investigated. G-Dragon is elated to be booked for alleged illicit drug use. Yeah, this uh, new surfaced, actually, um, you know, was it yesterday, the day before? Speculations uh, ran for a few days, right. Yeah, um, but I wanted to wait it out a little bit just to make sure. But uh, we, what we know for now is the police, they opened an official investigation into K-pop star G-Dragon concerning his uh, illegal drug use. Mm. Now, according to the Incheon Police Agency, uh, the investigation into uh, G-Dragon is actually separate mm. from the recent investigations into actor Lee Sun-gyun. So the Incheon Police Agency was also careful to word their press release in a way to clarify that there is no correlation between the Lee Sun-gyun case right. and the G-Dragon case, but they didn't elaborate further on the investigation process with mm-hmm. Kwon Ji-yong. Now, G-Dragon was also previously questioned for marijuana use back in 2011 by the Korean prosecution, but he was let off pretty easy back then. That's right. Uh, he was suspended at the time. Uh, he confessed uh, then that he inhaled substances unintentionally. Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, going back to G-Dragon and his career, I mean, he debuted in uh, 2006 mm. as a member of Big Bang under YG Entertainment. I mean, they enjoyed huge success throughout right. the late 2000s. Um, and uh, for a few years moving forward from then. Um, and in the latest news surrounding this latest uh, high-profile drug case, uh, the police uh, said they have opened an investigation into uh, this unnamed doctor mm. uh, who is suspected of supplying drugs to actor Lee Sun-yoon and singer G-Dragon. Mm. Uh, the police said uh, they began investigating the doctor. Uh, they received a tip-off about illegal drugs being distributed at a members-only club, hmm. which uh, Lee Sun-yoon was reportedly hmm. uh, a member of. Uh, the police suspect that the doctor provided legal drugs to Lee Sun-yoon and G-Dragon for free. So the number of people being investigated by the Incheon Police Agency for drug-related charges has now reached a total of 10. Uh, some are less high-profile, some are definitely high-profile. That's right. Um, uh, the manager of the club right. is currently detained on charges of psychoactive drug use. Uh, she's also accused of extorting uh, $259,000 or 350 million won. For alleged blackmail, right? Yes, from Lee Sun-yoon. Um, an official investigation has been opened for an employee of the club. There are also internal investigations uh, that are underway to five other people, mm. uh, including broadcaster turned composer uh, Jung Da-eun, a former K-pop trainee Han So-hee, 
and uh, Huang Hana, mm. uh, who is a granddaughter of the founder of Namyang Dairy Products. Mm. Now, again, the police say G Dragon's case is separate from mm. the current string of investigations in all the names that I just uh, mentioned. And some of those names have frequented headlines for yes. uh, alleged drug use in the past. Drugs. And in some cases, they were tried and found guilty. So repeat offense gets harsher punishments. We'll have to wait and see how this hands out. But I mean, it's hard for us to kind of separate these cases. I think in our head, we like to group it. We create a narrative. Yeah. But uh, until there are further police reports, uh, maybe we should stay clear of speculations. There's just way too much of that. All right, on to our final uh, buzzword of the day. Kwangju proceeds with J-Hope Street. It sounds wonderful. What's the problem? Well, the artist himself is not actually involved <laughs> with this uh, project. Neither is his uh, agency, Big Hit. Um, you know, we know that uh, cities in the past uh, have tied their local attractions to big celebrities. You don't and, say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it brings in money. It attracts uh, visitors. And yeah. I can definitely see, uh, you know, the appeal. What? The, the appeal, for sure. Now, something similar is happening right now in Bukgu, in uh, Gwangju, which is the hometown of J-Hope. Uh, and the district uh, has this idea to create a street to celebrate uh, the star's roots and to attract visitors. But it gets a little bit tricky because uh, Bukgu district has rolled out these grand plans and he even got big funds worth billions of won together. Uh, but they forgot one crucial part, which is getting the green light from J-Hope and his agency, Big Hit Entertainment. I don't understand because eventually the idea of any tourist attraction is to attract attention. And once yeah. that spotlight is cast on you, what do you intend to do? Oops, we had no idea that we needed copyright approval. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, uh, the, the local government, it seems to have some grand plans up its sleeve. Mm. Uh, it's even envisioning organizing fan meetings in the city. But a big hit uh, it's, its stance is pretty clear. They said they're not cool with having J-Hope's name and image used without proper permission. Uh, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, and Puku District did not get that proper permission from J-Hope nor his uh, agency. Now, the office of Puku, they heard the memo, right? Yeah. And now it seems to be backpedaling a little bit. Mm. They're now saying that the idea was more about spreading hope and not entirely centered around J-Hope's name. So how do you go about explaining that fan meeting? How do you have a fan meet and greet with Hope? Although that sounds beautiful. That sounds out of reach. Right. The problem is this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Uh, in Tegu, there was similar plans to name a street after famous director Pong Juno, but that never came into fruition either. No, because uh, again, that project didn't get proper permissions either. Now, some people are criticizing these uh, moves, projects uh, by local governments. People are calling them mm. hasty. And uh, they're, they're overly reliant on celebrity names to sort of like, you know, promote these tourist attractions. Um, and, uh, you know, it does make you wonder, can they have, you know, gone about doing this in a better way? 
Also understanding there is proper protocol to use a celebrity, just actually celebrity, to promote a city. But for more than that, and I might get in trouble for this because BTS is forever, long live BTS, uh, but a shelf life of, of a pop culture artist is supposed to be limited. And so could it really serve as a more sustainable, permanent fixture to bring in tourists years and years and years from now? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, many of these tourist attractions, they, I don't know, they they promote it in in such a way that a lot of visitors come, but they, they end up being disappointed because mm. there's usually just one statue, a photo, whatever wall. Yeah. And that's, that's about it. There's and, nothing more than that. And wouldn't the idea be to have these tourists return to the same spot yeah. and have a reason to do so? Now, a photo wall is great, but I feel like that's a one-time thing. Right, exactly. You know, you want these visitors to to recommend these tourist attractions to their friends and family. You know, mm. go there. It's great, mm. you know, to promote these attractions through word of mouth. It's so important. But mm. um, I don't know. You're right. Uh, whether these types of tourist attractions are sustainable, mm. that's another story. But on a side note, long live BTS. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much Erica for today's coverage have a safe weekend we'll see you next Monday you. bye see you next week if you're listening to our program using the podcast service just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday 7am Korea Standard Time so tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input see you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul